with stands. Once the uh, Super Butcher sponsorship starts rolling in... Oh, then we'll just be able to buy all the road gear, realistically. Fuck yeah. The whole catalogue. Hopefully. Oh. Four lapel mics each. Don't mix Coke, vanilla, no sugar, and Pepsi (laughs) Max. It's an unholy combination, (laughs) and it's fucked. Could have told you that for sure. Yeah, not surprised. Well, yeah, but I only had half a glass worth of Pepsi Max, so... Mm. Should have finished it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a full glass of nothing. Now you only <laughs> <laughs> now you only enjoyed half a glass of Pepsi Max on your way there. Mm. It's a it's about the hu- it's oh my god you are right? <laughs> <laughs> catapulted forward. <laughs> I'm here to pod. Let's go. Sometimes you're better off having the gl- the half a glass of Pepsi Max that you know. And not the mystery drink that you don't know. The, the mystery full glass of the mystery devil drink. cola that you don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, well said. Truly, the the worst beverage I've congested, congested, fuck, <laughs> ingested on this show. Constantly congesting. <laughs> Sinuses, <laughs> fucked. Are we rolling? Yeah, that was a good warm up. Let's get started. I dig it. All right. Who's got a? I've got a can. Sweet. Dana, dana. Ooh. Beauty. What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 10 of the Storm on the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, boys? Yeah, what's going on, Isaac? I watched some sport this week. Excellent. Good to know. Matty, what's going on? What's going on? I uh, missed my train, unfortunately, on the way home tonight. Actually, I did. I missed my train and I missed my stop. So that's <laughs> zero from two. <laughs> oh, from two. <laughs> <laughs> one strike left, bottom of the ninth. <laughs> no one on bases. Yeah, rough start. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> As a man that doesn't really watch much baseball, how do you um, compare that uh, whole sentence to something you'd say at the cricket? Um, Need a six off one ball. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Six, six off fuck. the last. <laughs> <laughs> Who's bowling at you? Um, or what format? T20. Um, Peter Siddle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you're not getting that six. You're done. <laughs> Is it wet or dry? Uh, there's been some humidity in the air. Mm. But the pitch is... Evening game, yeah. Yeah, it's an evening game under yeah. the lights. I'm expecting a wide Yorker <laughs> from Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes back and cleans up your off stuff. <laughs> Unlucky. Oh, how good. All right, boys. What do you reckon? Should we get into um, the unofficially sponsored Super Butcher Butcher of the Week? I think we should. It'd be rude not to. <laughs> All right. Anyone else got a nomination? Because I've got one teed up. I actually have nothing this week. Um, I'm either really forgetful or it's been a really tame week. Mm, okay. Hmm. Um, Maddie's going to nominate himself for his train performance today. <laughs> Fair. Let's um, <laughs> let's refresh the fans at home who uh, may have forgotten what Butcher of the Week means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for those fans listening at home who have forgotten what Butcher of the Week means... Or more likely, um, this is the first the episode they've listened to... Because it's currently round 11 of the AFL and this is the round 10 recap and this is the first episode we'll likely get up before the round, maybe. It's probably next week, realistically, actually, so never mind. Yeah, they would have binged the last nine, so hopefully they know, but as a refresher (laughs) for maybe those in the room who don't, 
Uh, Butcher of the Week is someone who's just made an absolute meal of it this week. They've made a mockery of what they're supposed to be doing, whether it be paid profession or otherwise. <laughs> Desired outcome has not been achieved. <laughs> <laughs> or has been achieved very unorthodoxly. Yes, yeah. true. Also true. Also true. Uh, Matty, you got any nominations? Um, <clears throat> Other than maybe your sleeping schedule as well? Fair. <laughs> Welcome to the roast of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into here. Um, leaving the train station uh, this morning, the lady in front of me absolutely stacked it. <laughs> and it, it was brutal. There wasn't... there were, To paint the picture, there were kids around... There, there were kids, hooligans, Eshes, fucking... Imagine the person that could be at a train station and they were there. All S- different people. Standard train personnel. All different people, all different ages from all work, walks of life. All, and All walks of life united by the fact that they're getting the morning train. This is, yeah. this is important because when she stacked it, not a peep, not a single person laughed. Respectable, mm-hmm. you know? Mo- mm-hmm. It restores a little bit of faith in humanity. The... Uh, the stack was horrendous. She just she tripped on nothing, <laughs> walking down a ramp, possibly five percent incline. I don't know. It it was brutal. It was so brutal you can't laugh. You just think, fuck. <laughs> and and she picked herself back up and she didn't look back and she just kept walking and it's probably the best way you can handle that. Really. Oh, absolutely. Roll the tape of me rolling my ankle um, from like four weeks ago at basketball by tripping over my own shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if anything, uh, it happened right in front of me and it, it was a bit confronting because you, I mean, she was standing and then she was on the ground. <laughs> um, Generally how falling works. <laughs> brutal. Absol- absolutely brutal stack. Mm, mm. Couldn't choreograph it any better if you tried. Um, hopefully she's okay. Yeah. yeah. Did she make the train? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I know if I was her in, in her shoes, I would have been so flustered, embarrassed, pre-fall or post-fall. Mm-hmm. Um, everything would go out the window. You're, you're just hoping to get out of there without having to <laughs> you're turn You're going back. somewhere. <laughs> it's wherever your mind takes you at that point. You just Around keep walking. Block, yeah, yeah, exactly. Until you're sure you're you, by yourself. You might walk home. <laughs> <laughs> And no, no one would judge you for it. No, exactly. Take the day off. Well deserved at this point. Mm-hmm. Mental health day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good to know. The great equaliser. Uh, <laughs> tripping and falling. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, my nomination for Super Butcher Butcher of the Week is the Florida Panthers in the NHL. Uh, they got swept in their second round of the Stanley Cup playoff series against the back-to-back champs of Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a team that was first overall in the league in the regular season, and they get uh, absolutely swept. I'll be touching on that a bit later in our NHL Talk segment, but they're my Butcher of the Week nomination. Shock and performance. That, that's disappointing to not even get one game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as you as you alluded to, being the number one pick, I think that's valid. Exactly, and we're, we're not picking on the team that just clinched the the playoffs. Here. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, uh, number one for the season. Couldn't even win 
an away game to another Florida team. So the away is not really even away. Ooh. Get good. <laughs> Simple. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, pretty quiet activity-wise on the shit list. Mm. Uh, not many ins or outs. No. But we may uh, actually double down on last week's in of KO Sports. Perhaps. Keelan? So, I was mildly frustrated this week um, when Go watching on. the basketball. Because you know how, say, sometimes, for example, in sports, you have two teams playing? Sometimes. Uh, uh, for example? There's not many sports that don't I know. Have two I know it's a bit of a playing. reach, but okay. So, um, like swimming? in this situation, uh, no, well, so in this two sport playing each other situation, normally you have one team who has a home stadium and one team who is visiting that the away team. Unless it's like okay. Champions League or yeah. some UEFA yeah. competition yeah. played it, at a it's a, it's a really it, It's a very niche situation. doesn't happen a lot in sports, so it's mm-hmm. fair enough to KO that they didn't do it right. But they got the <laughs> scoreboard around the... Ro- like, they just didn't care on the basketball I was watching. It was a... Uh, I think it was at Mavs and it, Golden State was first on the scoreboard and that really annoyed me. Did they have the colours right at least, like matching the uniforms or did it have like I didn't actually yellow... take notice of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would okay. have been funny if it was... If it had like yellow colors, Golden yeah. State with the blue background but they were wearing their white unis. Yeah. Yeah, that would have ticked me off too. Mm. Mm. That only mildly annoyed me. Mm. And then, I mean, only having what uh, one or two NHL games is kind of... Yeah, still not bullshit. having all the NHL games for some reason. Yeah. I think um, this deserves its own sort of... Not different, but deserves its own full slate. So, KO Sports three times on the shit list. Um, oh, okay. Hold on. I three times. On. No, 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 no. Well, it's on the second entry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's on the second second week it's been nominated. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Oh, do you mean third separate reason? Third separate reason. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, I get you. I get well, you. Well, well, yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, KO Sports, again, just disappointing. Uh, unimaginably bad. Doing things that truly boggle the mind. Uh, if that ticked you off, the <laughs> having the score the wrong way around, you're trying to watch the NBA, and it cuts to some some bloke who can probably best be described as a wanker, <laughs> and he's standing there, and uh, I believe he's handpicked as a KO Sports Australian representative. Something like oh, that. Oh, is this the bloke who does the crosses for like the quarter time? I think and so. Stuff at the NBA, it cuts to him and he goes, "Now Miami Heat playing the Celtics, white jerseys, white T-shirts have been scattered throughout the stadium to show home support, but the Celtics have started out strong, and the fans aren't really taking to it. And as he's talking, and the camera pans, just a sea of people in white T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just." I don't know if he's stupid. I, I don't get it. Well, um, as a person that wears glasses, I could see where he's coming from <laughs> if he was not wearing glasses. Um, he might not be able to see. Okay. Just straight facts. He, could, he, <laughs> might, be, he might be legally blind. Um, I, d- I didn't consider that. Yeah. So, th- <laughs> thank yeah, you. Fair enough. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. He pops up, yeah, like three times a game. Like yes. At, at every break, basically. 
from ESPN yep. Australia, if you will. He does like a Hungry Jacks <laughs> yep. sponsored check-in oh, yeah. or something like that. And he's like the most big J sports journalist you've ever heard yep. speak in your life. He given the most lukewarm analysis oh. on an NBA game you've ever heard. Perfectly said. You 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 said you conveyed exactly what I was. Mm-hmm. He he's a wanker. It was a bit <laughs> like. Um, Yesterday, Stan Van Gundy said the problem with winning in the NBA, this was while the Mavs were up by like 20 points to Golden State. The problem with winning in the NBA and why it's so difficult is that the other team is also trying to win. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, coach. (laughs) See, Stan's quite a good commentator. (laughs) He is usually. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) No, no. to, To add to the lukewarm comment perfectly said this guy will come on tv and it can be again the golden state the golden state warriors playing against the dallas mavericks Mm -hmm. and he's standing there and he and he's so confident (laughs) (laughs) and he looks into the mic and goes now uh lebron james (laughs) is a talented (laughs) nba player back to you (laughs) and it just boggles the mind (laughs) I don't know what his purpose is. If he's being paid, it's too much. <laughs> oh, what yeah. It, whatever ma- it is. I don't is. know how he scored that gig, but he's probably got the easiest job in ESPN. Uh, Make-A-Wish kid, perhaps. <laughs> 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 the Mavs are up by 10, and the Warriors are down by 10. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. That would be better. <laughs> uh, Excellent. All right, boys, should we get into the... Thing that everyone's waiting for, everyone's here for the main event. The coin toss is not until the end. Ah, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy uh, mistake to make. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the uh, round ten time on. What do you reckon? Uh, <coughs> <laughs> 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 All right. It worked out with a nice flow. <laughs> Nice slurp. <laughs> Worked out with a nice flow this week, actually. We're going to go the bang. old 3 3 3 setup. We've got a um, bang, bang, bang. A 3 for 3 for here. Yep. Excellent. All right. To start off the story of round 10 on Friday night, we headed under the dome at Marvel with a fourth versus fifth matchup in Carlton versus Sydney. The Blues started strong with a couple of early chances but squandered them with Luke showing everyone else on the parker where the goals were six minutes in to give the Swans the first goal of the match. The Swans fans were loving it, with Logan McDonald kicking two goals, while Charlie certainly Kerr knows where the goals are, bagging two for himself in the first quarter and (laughs) brought the margin back to one point. Corey Durden can have a celebratory bourbon, getting the Blues off to a trumpeting start to the second quarter. And nine goals to three quarter had the Blues in a rhythm with Charlie, Steve, Kurtno splashing in three more goals while Durden put the end cap on the half with his second goal. Appreciate that. Steve Kerr, yeah. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Carlton were rolling like thunder under the covers of the Marvel Stadium roof. And I guess that's why they called them the Blues, up by 38 points at the main break. <laughs> Shout out my Elton John fans. The Swans started their flight back in the third with two goals, with the first two goals of the third quarter. But Charlie said Kerr nope and stopped their momentum <laughs> with goal number six, with Owies getting some post-game blowies after also getting on the board. 
Not, not one for the kids. Uh, but the Swans formed a flying V, closing the quarter with three goals straight, including a Franklin bomb from the centre square to go into the last break down by 17 points. Papley had the scoreworm wriggling in the right direction for the Swans, kicking the first of the last, but the Swans were wasteful in front of goal, kicking one goal five with a Zach Fisher goal, seeing the comeback slip away from the Swans. The Bloods ultimately fell to the Crips and his Blues by 15 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlton, 15-12, 102, Sydney, 13-9, Decent game. Not happy as a Sydney fan. <laughs> Could have done better with that end. One goal, five. Carlton are continuing to surprise. they got some form. Surprise me, at least. Yep. They have some form. I would love if they dropped off. Need that. <laughs> Need that spot. Gold Coast in the finals, but that's okay. I don't want to spoil this week's upcoming games, but they have a big game this weekend. They do have a big game this weekend. Ooh. But stick around. Don't, don't skip ahead. Please don't skip ahead. <laughs> I ain't given anyone no timestamps to skip ahead to, so good luck. <laughs> Begin. <laughs> Time on. End. <laughs> good luck. The coin toss surely gets a timestamp in the chapter. Yeah, markers. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. All right. At the tradies' favourite workplace, the seemingly permanent under construction gallery, <laughs> Geelong were hoping to land on their feet after dropping a game to St Kilda. The only tip I got wrong for the round. Hosting Port Adelaide, who had finally started to play with a bit of energy. Taking about 17 minutes to get the opening major, Jeremy got his fin laces onto the footy, snapping off a pack. Port quickly doubled up with Farrell launching into his first goal from 50. Geelong swiped back through a Jeremy Cameron free kick and Brad closely added to it after snapping into the construction site. Tyson Stengel finished off the three-piece meal from the pocket, sending Geelong into the first break (laughs) up by 11 points. Port alternated their approach to start the second getting direct results through Farrell unleashing his left foot again from 50, kicking his second. Robbie didn't leave any grey area, quickly kicking his first to level the scores, with Todd Marshall lassoing in the lead for the power. The Cats sent in their big weapon, the Tomahawk missile, to strike back, slotting his first right before half-time to bring the margin back to one. The Sheriff Todd Marshall kicked the first of the second half and added to to Port's lead. But the power switched off and the Cats pounced back, kicking five in a row. Stengel was finger-licking good, adding, to, <laughs> adding his second and third goals, while the Navy are actively recruiting Jeremy Cameron after witnessing his long-range torpedo launched after the siren of the three-quarter time for his second goal. Robbie Gray tried his best to get Port fans seen last quarter with rose-tinted glasses, kicking his second to start the fourth quarter, but it was all Navy and white in the last Sealed by Cameron and Hawkins, the Cats dragged Port's powerless body to the clubhouse door with a grin, Geelong <laughs> winning by 35 points. Ooh. Geelong, 11-16-82. Port Adelaide, 7-5-47. Good. I like how um, Koshi. you made a <laughs> fast food reference two games in a row. I'll be <laughs> looking forward to how you squeeze one in to the next game. <laughs> And also, fuck you for only tipping one game incorrectly. Um, I also tipped Collingwood Freo incorrectly. Unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still 9 out of 10. On the comp. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't move up very far with my almost perfect round. Yeah, you're one point in front of me. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think about my tips way too much. I, I need to just like... Yeah. And just speed run it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, speed yeah. run, shoot from the hip. This week, we're, we're not doing only. a tip segment. We're, <laughs> we're skipping it. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Sports commentary from the finest tippers in the country. <laughs> <laughs> That I think that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's not this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the third game. At the same time as the Geelong game, we headed to Bar- Ballarat, where the Suns may have brought with them the best weather Ballarat has ever seen at an AFL game to face the Bulldogs. It was like 18 and sunny, barely Ooh. any wind. Anytime you go to Ballarat, it's blowing a gale or it's wet. So good to see some sun out. Fans were loving it. It took about 10 minutes and a couple of whiffs from both sides before Aaron Norton's first major crossed the goal line to break the deadlock. The Suns weren't far behind with Jai slotting the Suns' first maximum shortly after. Just the second of his career plays down in the back line. Has only played 17 games, but still only the second of his career. What a guy. <laughs> the astronaut kicked his second for the period late in the piece, but Joel Jeffrey banged his second home right on the siren so that the dogs didn't get off the leash bit rude that he has two homes. Um, some of us are struggling to afford a singular home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Norton picked the ball out of the pack and dribbled it home to get the dogs immediately back in the hunt 30 seconds into the second quarter. The Suns coasted back with Ben being a massive pain's worth for the dogs, kicking two. <laughs> Every time, and, and Joel say Mourinho Jeffrey keeping his team in it, slotting a bicycle kick over his head uh. for his third major, with the Suns going into the main break down by seven points. The Bulldogs started the second half ferociously, kicking four in a row, throwing some shade on the Suns, and getting out to a thirty-two point lead. The Suns started shining late in the third with three goals of their own to keep within touch, including Ben pay me what I'm Ainsworth kicking his third. <laughs> If the Suns were to open a shop, they would have to call it Just Jeffrey, and Joel was just about the only thing the Suns could offer, <laughs> doing it all himself, <laughs> kicking his fifth bef- before three-quarter time. <laughs> Captain Bond was leading the pack in the fourth, kicking goals two and three, while Joel got his first goal, continuing his streak for every game this season. Rankin served up exactly what the Suns needed, dogging his way to his first goal. The Suns stuck around... And just as the hopeful light shone in Gold Coast eyes, the dogs applied the pressure, hunting in packs to produce goals when it mattered, blocking out the Suns and finishing with a 19-point victory. Ooh. Western Bulldogs, 15-16-106. Gold Coast Suns, 13-9-87. And to be fair, one of those last goals was kicked right on the siren, so I'm going to count that as a... Uh, yeah, 13-point victory. 13-point victory. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I recall you saying the... Uh, if the dogs had perfect conditions, which they apparently did, <laughs> strangely enough, um, they would be quite formidable. And 13 points isn't too bad. What can I say? I know ball. <laughs> <laughs> Your tips would say otherwise. I'd tip that game right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> yeah, slow down. Alrighty, I get to buddy relax now. Yeah, you got about <clears throat> 30 minutes of sitting here doing nothing now. Yeah, we've got war and peace to get through here in a second. <laughs> Away you go. 
I've got no notes to read over here because it's uh, three games for Matt um, and once again, he's not inputted them into the Google Doc. Yes, sounds, I apologise. Sounds about right. I'm also not noticing any pieces of paper. Have you put it in your own Google Doc? I've put it... <laughs> <laughs> Private from the group. <laughs> I can't believe the attitude on him. <laughs> I uh, yeah, stashed some notes somewhere. I was forced to type on my phone. And it was pain. oh, what a pain! It was painful. Well, to be fair, I had two monitors open, wireless keyboard at the ready. Oh, was typing away. <laughs> That'd was quite be nice, enjoyable. Nice yeah. setup on the train. <laughs> <laughs> if, only, if only you had time in the evenings <laughs> after work. <laughs> Maybe pay for that first class ticket next time. You'll get the private suite with the two <laughs> monitors. <laughs> Well, when our Super Butcher sponsorship comes through, we might be able to afford that. So, <laughs> your own carriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a car, perhaps. Go, go sit with the driver up the front. <laughs> He's got screens. <laughs> Surely. Um, North, North Melbourne versus regular Melbourne. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> um, <laughs> Melbourne dominated the inside 50. With uh, 74 marks, I presume, or kicks. I forgot to write down a very crucial piece of information here. I'm going to assume entries. Let's go with that. Yep. 74 to 34. Uh, Oh, that is rude. Whatever the stat is, that's a big differential. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brutal. Um, Now, Clayton Oliver, absolute standout. He was pushing the pill like a progressive third grade help teacher. Was inside fifties. Just ah, so you know. There yeah. we go. Huge. Just to clarify, why is a third grade health teacher pushing the pill? Yeah, I don't know. How old are they in the third grade? Not old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not what, old, like champ. Eight, nine? <laughs> not double digits. Eesh. But it's all the hormones in the chicken these days, you know. Oh yeah, no, they're peaking kicking early things these off days, earlier. Allegedly, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. You could have just said middle school, it would have been a little bit safer. <laughs> Yeah, I dropped the ball on that one. Anyway. Just like North. Uh, nah. D- uh, come <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they tried their hardest. LDU, not to be confused with the alcoholic beverage UDL, but much to the same effect, left fans gushing for more as he continues to be a bright spark for the team, 17th on the ladder, with 27 disposals and half a dozen clearances. Sorry, just back to Clayton Oliver. 45 disposals in that game. Unreal. Huge. What was his efficiency? Because it clearly didn't do much on the board, unfortunately. But I That is large. Believe Clayton Oliver plays for 67%. Melbourne. 67%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. 67% efficiency. Because that's, 20, that's a lot of disposals for like a pretty normal-ish score for right. them. Right, yeah. right. Um, didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, they should have fucking That's so them. many. That's buckets. Yeah. That's like the uh, <coughs> plus-minus box score. Yes, yes. Heavily underrated. Jokic had the best plus-minus in the league. It's a lot of it's a heavily debated MVP title. Anyway, back to the back to the sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke McDonald, Horn Francis, LDU, Thomas, awesome, uh, unreal, North players. Uh, Lump in Zerhar and Zebul and Todd. Toddy Goldstein, of course. Um, unfortunately, an AFL team has about 10 other players as well. And uh, that <laughs> continues to hurt North Melbourne. But uh, 
Zerha bagged himself another three goals. Unreal. And uh, Luke McDonald with 31 disposals. The Roos put on a surprisingly decent display for three periods. It um, I couldn't believe my eyes checking in on the score. Uh, I, I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, I might have been busy. <laughs> I don't know. The excuses are coming out. But checking the score and keeping an eye on it, yeah, to my surprise, it wasn't Melbourne a hundred to five, a mm-hmm. hundred to yeah, six. They're only down by twenty two at three quarter time. Yeah, it was it was really impressive until unfortunately, the ruse. Uh, much as they've become, you know, quite well known for doing, sadly, uh, just completely disappeared in the fourth quarter. Um, it's been almost a decade now that they've been doing that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch the game, but it's possible that North just kicked straighter in the fourth quarter because uh at three quarter time they had ten goals, thirteen behinds. That is a lot of behinds. North Melbourne. No uh uh Melbourne. The Me- days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Melbourne. They so. did kick they did time straighter than Yeah, then they kicked uh, yeah, an additional quarters. four goals yeah. and only three behinds. Yeah. 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 No, they did time it up. Um, one of those uh, funny stats, North and uh, Melbourne have faced off, I think, nine times now or something, uh, or nine times recently, North having won eight out of those nine times. Uh, huh? Up until now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's the time period on that? That'd be like what? A few years. Like a couple of games in Tassie. Four or five years or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Hoodoo team. Yeah, 100%. Hoodoo mm. gurus. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh look. Honestly, with Melbourne being in the form they're in, and North Melbourne final score being fifty three to one hundred, not terrible. Commendable. They've they've been blown out far worse by far worse teams. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, to add on to that, I did watch this whole game. I had money on the Melbourne line, so I was spewing when they were only up by 22 points. <laughs> the line was negative 68.5 points. Unlucky, so North Melbourne covered. Uh, but yeah, they should have lost by about 120 for 14 goals, 16. Yeah. So... You would have thought. Full credit to them. Um, not surprised that Luke McDonald had 31 touches given he's a defender <laughs> for North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> the ball was down there a lot. And what a defender. <laughs> I think I believe Thomas may be our next game. He got put on report for a supposedly dangerous tackle. A little bit ridiculous, if you ask supposedly me. Supposedly dangerous. I reckon <laughs> if we watch the replay, it's probably fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just you're just being biased. I would never do that. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. It's either legit really dangerous or like is it's so clear in the rules that it should be a ban. Moving which, on. Which spoilers for a tackle. That to the Crows-Saints game. <laughs> wow, way to cut me off, champ. <laughs> I had useful information to provide. There is no North Melbourne high tackle. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Not, not high tackle. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you re- watching it now? It might seem like that. Um, it does, but <laughs> I am playing Clash of Clans. I see. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, I'm sorry. My buildings had finished. I had to build something else. It's inefficient if I didn't. Um, but that's all good. We can move on. Onto the Crows Saints game. Uh, King 
to the max for six goals, six marks and six kicks. Just pure efficiency. Efficient. Not not a single movement wasted. Did you say six six six? The devil. Now, we can neither confirm nor deny that. (laughs) (laughs) Pure uh, speculation. Yeah. Allegedly, uh, screams have been heard from the boys' locker rooms, and uh, Max King has emerged with blood on his mouth (laughs) on several occasions. Um, You heard it here first. (laughs) Allegedly. Breaking news, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's probably wrapped with himself, though. You know, it's much better than his performance where he kicked one goal, eight attempts. When yes. Fans that, won't forget that. Was it last week? Was it? <laughs> might have been two weeks ago against yeah, okay. GWS. Ah, yes. It was not good. Mm. Yep. It was very painful. Nick Rewalt was bashing his head into a brick wall. It could be heard throughout all of... Nah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> the Saints let the Crows lead most of the game like letting your Down Syndrome nephew win the first couple of rounds in a video game before inevitably crushing his spirits in the final minutes. A win's a win. You You gotta teach him. And the Crows head coach, the man with two first names, Nick Matt. It's actually Matthew Nix, but just ridiculous. (laughs) Nick Matt. Two first names. Nix is not a first name. It's a first name with an S attached <laughs> to the end of it. It's technically two first names then already with just the one name because it's plural Nick. <laughs> two the man or with more. Three, th- three first names. <laughs> Infinite when you think about it given that the it's just plural. It's not dose. You Fact. Know? Yep. True. <laughs> man with infinite first names. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> uh, this man is the head coach of the Adelaide Crows and he was quoted post-game saying, we kicked less goals than they did and that was the real difference. Yeah, well, no shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just make fun of this in the KO guy? <laughs> Dead set. Dead. Look, I I got a little bit creative with the words but he essentially said the real difference was we didn't kick as well. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, really. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he's a footy coach, not an analyst. <laughs> I mean, I'll rip into him, but I, I hard agree. I, I think if you came up to me, look, so there's a lot of hypotheticals here. Let's assume I can play a game of sport without needing to vomit and or pass out afterwards. Okay. And you, <laughs> you What come, reality are we living in? <laughs> you come up to me with a microphone after we've lost by 20 points. And you say with a straight face, now, uh, yeah, well, why, why do you think you lost the game? <laughs> uh, it's amazing these players don't tell them to get fucked 99% of the time. because they're legally obligated under contract, I think, to provide a half-decent interview, aren't they? Yeah, and say full credit to the boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's contractually written down as well. <laughs> um, I also wrote a joke, apparently, and I'm not going to read it out. Can I have a little read and not say it? Is it just very inappropriate? When we're off air, confirmed. Okay. Yep. God. <laughs> Lord. Um, he already made a joke about Down uh, Syndrome kids earlier, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? I was very tired, and I don't know why I wrote this, and it's clearly not funny. I'll say that Can much. Can I live react to it? I'm not going to read it out loud. Uh, while you're doing this, yes, Matthew Nix would have been correct, um, given the score was <laughs> 14690 to St. Kilda to 915. 
69. Nice. Nice. Adelaide. Nice. Yeah. 915. Mm. Abysmal kicking. Yeah. Almost as abysmal as Matt's joke. It's not even funny. It's just downright offensive. <laughs> <laughs> They can't all be good. Yeah, please don't, please don't ever read anything like that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> I feel bad. You, feel probably, you probably should. <laughs> Again, I was I was very tired. Didn't make a lot of sense. It was a stream of consciousness, direct from brain. Um, it's your brain. Brain, brain to phone. Thought, <laughs> thoughts aren't legally prosecuted. Cutable, right? You can't get in trouble for thinking things. Well, uh, similar to shitting on a pillow, you <laughs> shit straight into your phone. <laughs> so what? <laughs> well, that's one for for the Amber Heard Johnny Depp fans. Uh, um, I actually know nothing. I've know nothing either. Yeah, Just supposedly there's poo on a pillow. <laughs> 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 I have I have no side either the, way. The only thing I know is that Johnny Depp. Apparently Eats as many lollies as Stewie Jew <laughs> in the courtroom. <laughs> what else are you going to do, dude? Exactly. I, I, they've been there for about three years at this point. So. I think for people who uh, have been hopeful that this trial will set a new precedent for domestic abuse and violence and possibly even men's rights or the stigma of men not being abused, um, they've grossly misjudged society and. Uh, we are clearly more concerned about the shit on the pillow. <laughs> Absolutely. And, lo- and lollies. Yeah. But also, spoilers, men have plenty of rights <laughs> most of the time. So It's true. We, got a we do have a good, lot of them. There's, there's other fights to fight uh, that are more important. Like women who are domestically violent. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> on to uh, Richmond versus Bombers. Jack Rewalt had four goals, two behinds, not great, but a couple of assists as well. Um, what a guy. Score involvement. Love it. He's... I've always... He's a great player, but he just never seems to... Perhaps underappreciated. Uh, that's my opinion, but... I think he's underappreciated at Christmas as well. <laughs> <laughs> You don't tend to hear a lot about Nick it. Nick doesn't have a flag, though. <laughs> <laughs> but he he, yeah. he, just, he just quietly is always sort of out there. Um, I think he's received the Coleman three times, I believe. I think I read. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, Nick's in the Google ads for the Nest Cams, <laughs> jumping over a fence and taking a, taking his ball back and saying thank you. Are so, any current players in the Google ads? Nah, Eddie Betts is as well, though, which is Ooh, in an Adelaide player. shirt, not a... Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I was like, oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I think Jack Rewalt was mainly like a bigger star in Richmond prior to their like mm. recent dynasty run. Absolutely. Where other players such as Dusty Martin yep. have like emerged and been great. Yeah. Yep. Well, and Dusty's Hence also like... More of a presence in the like... Yeah, he's active more active person. all over the yeah. field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. But also in the media. Too, yes, which, true. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Which helps superstar status. Yeah, it's interesting. Stardom and you can uh, you can be immensely talented and good at the game. And I don't know. It's just it's funny. We what? Be like us, you know, immensely talented and good at podcasting. Mm-hmm. 
Completely underappreciated. No recognition. Never, never released an episode. You know, we may actually. I've heard this take before. Or actually, I've heard the opposite. People say the only podcast on the internet. We may be the only podcast not on the internet. I listen to like a sports science podcast and they make the joke that they are the first and only fitness podcast on the internet. <laughs> uh, back to Richmond Bombers. The the Bombers showed fight, uh, ending the game on 63 tackles, 12 more than Richmond. But uh, much like little Ollie Twist, it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Liam Baker had 30 disposals on the night and also baked himself half a dozen tackles because of his surname there. Nice one. That was pretty good, dude. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Now, keep the compliments coming. (laughs) (laughs) He needs them. Ravioli, ravioli, give me a dream time goalie was said by absolutely no one. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking dumb. It's a SpongeBob quote joke, I suppose. SpongeBob fans and AFL fans, I don't know how common they are. The only man to mix the indigenous round with Italian food. (laughs) Coming in hot. Many Rioli boys were on the field. Um, Both... In presence and in spirit, as we, uh, yeah, I'm I'm choking up on my words now because because they're just such nice young men. They are. They um I have deep admiration for them and uh, the whole family's crazy good at football. I got a bit self conscious thinking this could be misconstrued as a joke or come. Uh, that was not the intention. That was genuine love for the Rioli family. They're just yep. immensely talented. Mm-hmm. And how good for them, two of them to be on the field together, play together, both play so well in the Dreamtime round. Still not as good as Cyril, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morris is off to a pretty good start, though. He yeah, is. Fair. He is. Yeah, um, yeah no, it, it, it was a good game, but as you expect, Richmond came away with the win, uh, with the final score being 80 to 48. I like Essendon getting put back down in their place. That's it. <laughs> Bloody dogs. <laughs> Even after Richmond kicked 11 goals, 14. Really? Yep. Sometimes you wow. just don't hit them. Um, say, for example, the Celtics-Bulls game earlier today. Sometimes you just shoot like shit. True. Bet the under. It was finally close, like, for the first half. Yeah. As opposed to the previous four. It hurt, dude. I think it was the first game of the... Uh, Conference finals with a margin of five or less. Yeah. The margin was five. That's the closest margin so far of all the finals games. Mark Jackson West. wasn't asleep by half time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sadly, it ended much like the previous games. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. I keep. Don't skip I ahead keep to bringing, We keep bringing up other sports midway through our <laughs> AFL recaps. We just watch so much sport here at Storming the Beach um, that it's all just overflowing straight out of our brains. Anyone would think we get paid to watch sport, which we don't. We get paid to do our jobs. I think technically we pay but to watch while sport. while watching sport. <laughs> um, well, thank you. thank you, Matthew, for your, your three games. 
we now move on to my three games, um, which have significantly more notes than Matthew's. So please sit, sit get down. out your seatbelts. Maybe get up, have a stretch first, grab a coffee, All pause right, it, so come right back. Everyone stand up. <laughs> All right, and uh, to the left. Uh, oh, yeah, good. All right, back up slowly. Yeah, all right. Uh, to the right. Yep. Oh, yep, that's good. And straighten back up, boys. And we can't go down because we're all kind of close together. We're going to headbutt each other here. Get those hamstrings really working. I'm stuck in this chair. My calves. <laughs> slowly and back up and then... Back on the hips. <laughs> Now picture this A bunch of dudes in a row At the football We consider ourselves to be reasonably funny gentlemen Look out for us behind the goals At the Colco Suns games (laughs) We'll be there most most of the time (laughs) Yeah well we're not going to Darwin this weekend so No no we're not travelling Darwin unfortunately No even though it's Hawthorne and Gold Coast But whatever Yep Pretty rude Bad scheduling Putting the AFL on the shit list (laughs) <laughs> As if they didn't know that our teams need home games for the Suns. Exactly. Um, all right. So uh, my games kick off with GWS against West Coast at GWS. Excellent. Let's go, Stephen King. He's got a fucking story written here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thriller. Both teams came into the game without a large amount of players from last week with West Coast continuing to have roster problems due to COVID and injuries and GWS making nine changes from their lineup fielded in their round nine loss against Carlton. The Giants settled in quickly under new coach Mark McVeigh and dominated the game early with centre clearances and the first four goals of the game. And we can guess who GWS voted for in the recent ele- recent election with three of the first four goals coming from Greens. Two for Toby and one for Tom before <laughs> James Peatling joined the action with his first goal in the AFL. Congratulations, James. Good job. Shout out, James. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to my boy, James Peatling. I've got to get in early. <laughs> He's right. The Eagles fired back with Daniel Ricciardo's podium friend, Shuey, first name Luke, to start the majors <laughs> for the night. Cripps then walked in, for, walked in two for the Eagles to tighten the margin. The Giants hit back with three goals of their own with two different goal scorers. Matt DeBoa will be happy as a pig in mud after kicking two for the quarter. The Eagles ended the quarter with a goal from Hugh Huge Dix on. The Eagles kicked four first quarter goals, equaling their first oh, equaling their total first quarter goals for their last five games cumulative. Well However, done to the, the Eagles. Congra- congratulations, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Giants still held the lead into the break with a 20-point margin. Ooh. So, they're only doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> this game was full of consecutive goal scorers, with Jesse Hogan kicking the first two majors of the second quarter. Um, only somewhat heroic due to the substantial margin already accumulating. Jake Waterman was feeling thirsty for a goal, but thankfully, Connor West put it on his chest to set up the fair first goal of the quarter. James Peatling kicked his second for GWS before the Giants went coast-to-coast in three kicks to put Richardi in pole position right in front to tap it in for another Giants goal. That's right. Two Daniel Ricciardo references (laughs) in one game. That's the bar set, boys. (laughs) Himmelberg had been moved into defence instead of his usual big forward role. However, that didn't stop him from getting on the score sheet when Connor West 
talked him talked to him after a mark was paid to give away fifty. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants found the rest of the quarter a bit a bit of a sprawl in the park as Zach kicked his first. And if that last joke had you saying bruh, mm, then you'll be pleased to hear that Tanner bruh mm, scored his first goal of the game as well before the quarter ended. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants found themselves up by 53 points at the main break after kicking seven goals for the quarter. Isaiah was just windering up as he kicked the first of the second half and followed up with another for just four minutes later. The Giants responded with a duo of goals from Tanner and Jacob that had me saying, bruh, where's the defense? The West Coast defense must have heard my criticisms and they knuckled down and they held the Giants to only one more goal for the quarter. Meanwhile, the Eagles' forward work managed to make managed to get them two goals from Greg Clark and Liam Dugan, um, where the Giants were up by 50 into the final break. The scoring in the final quarter saw even goals either way, but more behind saw GWS increase the margin to 52. The highlight of this quarter was the incredible acceleration from Bobby Hill to create forward 50 pressure and a turnover for holding the ball. When he converted for a goal, uh, he seemingly did his signature indigenous dance for the celebration, which um, there's videos of him going back a couple of years to when he was playing lower grade football of doing the same dance, but it seems to have evolved over the years. Man's adding moves to it. It's getting pretty cool. Love that. Love it for him during, during the... Um, uh, indigenous rounds, pretty cool. Kind of would have liked to see more of that, actually. Yeah, because like it wasn't a lot. Yeah, more dancing. Have mm. some, you know, less football. Like Joel Jeffrey could have gone off with his five goals. Would have been the main feature been in sick. the Suns game. Yeah. Would have been actually cool. Um, and I've got just a joke about Himmelberg. Um, the Himmelberg airship found comfort in defence and was launching air-to-ground missiles from kick-ins, with one reaching beyond the centre circle. You from yeah, like from the <laughs> yeah, kicking torps out of your out of your defensive kicking is ballsy, dude. Kickins for fun. Yeah, like actually, it was it's crazy. Man's nuts. Um, sorry. Final score: GWS 21, 12, 138, and West Coast thirteen eight eighty six. Um, which is mighty high for West Coast. Good on them. Um, they fought hard. I don't know how they lose week in and week out and still play back pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Same as North. They keep getting out of bed. Good mm-hmm. on them. It'd be demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next game was Hawks-Lions at Utahs in Lonnie. Lonnie. Um, we know what we say about Hawthorne and Lonnie, boys. <clears throat> what do they say? Spoilers. No, I'm not going not gonna to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was rhetorical. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane found the scoreboard first with McCarthy and Berry hitting the board early with with a goal each before Chang Chang. Wingard let fly with a little Wingardium Leviosa to get the Hawks started 10 minutes in from Hawthorne's first inside 50. Shout out to our North Macedonian Harry Potter fans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my days. Darcy fortified the Lions' lead along with Jackson Pryor, who just quietly, his name is spelt J A X O N. Filthy. Oh. Disgusting. 
parents need a whip around the head or something. <laughs> a good spanking. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, sorry, Jackson Pryor, who'd been given a free kick and an additional 50 due to prior events with CJ, who, uh, on another note, just returned to the Hawks' side. Ooh. Another recently returned Hawk started to steady the ship as Tom Mitchell picked off a floating clearance from Brisbane and nailed his set shot. Butler found himself on the end of some great service from Kaziski to get him his first goal in the AFL. Congratulations, Butler. First name not written here. I think it was Tom. We've got to get in early. Shout out to our North Macedonian Harry Potter Tom Butler fans. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Shields had the umpire as his shield as McCarthy encroached on his protected area and was gifted 50 for his first goal of the game to make it four goals apiece. Fullerton found he couldn't kick the ball the full distance from 50. Oh, could. Yeah, couldn't. Oh, my days. Which roll with Could he or couldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> We're on the edge of our seats. <laughs> Pay for the whole I, seat. You fuck Only up use the one, edge of it. You fuck up one word in a sentence and you try and correct it. And then in reality, it, it's not a fuck up. Um, my apologies. No, it was a fuck up. Oh, my days. Fullerton found... He couldn't kick the ball the full distance from 50 to get a goal of his own. Aww. But it was marked on the line by McInerney, who put it through for a major. Max Lynch made up for his inability to contest the mark that led to McInerney's goal by kicking one of his own to level the scores at 32 each. There was some witchcraft going down at the end of the quarter with the scores 32 each. 23 seconds remaining. Number 23 for the Lions, Charlie Cameron, took a mark. He then kicked the goal after the siren to put the Lions ahead by six. Uncanny numbers work. Mm. A lot of uh, magic fantasy themes going on in this recap. Yeah, actually, I there was it. there was some demons earlier. Ooh, devils. Ooh. Oh, crazy, crazy <laughs> world. <laughs> supernatural fans. Shout out to our North Macedonian supernatural fans. Um. <laughs> Diversifying. Really are. <laughs> Newcomb was a rock for Hawthorne for the whole game. Five minutes into the second, he took a contested mark against two Brisbane players, took contact in the air, landed on his feet, and immediately gave the ball to Frost, who uncharacteristically galloped down the wing and sent it to wing guard right in front. And uh, he said it's Levio Saar, not Levio Saar, as he kicked his goal. <clears throat> Frost found himself... In the thick of the forward play again when he took a pack mark inside 50. He was ice cold and kicked his first for Hawthorne since he arrived in 2020 to put the Hawks in front. Uh, fun fact, it was also his first goal since round 9, 2017 when he was playing for D's Nuts. Sorry, the, the demons. Um, <laughs> bet you didn't think I was going to squeeze one of them into a not a demons game. <laughs> <laughs> A centering ball to Mitch Lewis saw him kick his first and the Hawks take a nine-point lead. Some Charlie Cameron magic in the forward pocket saw the Lions reduce the margin to three and big forward 50 pressure saw the ball end up in the hands of Nuke who sent a missile of a goal in from 50. The resulting centre bounce saw Lockie Neal brush off a tackle, fake a handball and then launch it from just inside the centre square over everyone, bounced once, goal. Huge. Like, yeah, literally huge. <clears throat> Cam Rayner came storming in, storming through at goal square at the goal square to barely get a touch on the ball as it bounced through for a goal, just for it to bounce back across the line 
and for Darcy Fort to have a crack at it. The big man, <laughs> yeah. the big man showed off his mobility as he stumbled and ran into the goalpost. <laughs> Had a like, fresh area and ran into the goalpost. <laughs> um, the goal was paid to Cambrona because it did cross the line off, off his boot. <laughs> so Darcy made a fool of himself for nothing, poor fella. <laughs> Um, the butler was attacked high by the gardener inside 50 to get Sam a set shot on goal, which he converted for his second to put the Hawks in front by a single point at the half. The Lions rushed away in the second half, though, kicking four unanswered goals before Dylan said, please, sir, can I have the ball, as he was tackled high by Richie Rich. Jack made his own pain when he delayed giving Moore the ball for the free, giving away 50 for Moore to take full advantage of. Literally... Holding the ball, Moore's standing there looking at him for the ball. Umpire's like, give him the ball. He just doesn't, and he's pointing, giving instructions to people. Blatant rookie error, idiot move. <laughs> um, and with just over four minutes to go in the quarter, Moore had kicked the Hawks first. Morrison found Mitch Lewis in the goal square for a goal before Morrison found himself with a goal of his own to end the quarter. Lines up by four. The Hawks found the scoreboard early in the fourth, with Moore kicking a goal in the first 30 seconds before Richie Rich took the lead back with a belter from outside 50. Another one of those over-the-top bounces once, just after the pack goals. Mm -hmm. Two massive goals for Brisbane, exactly the same way. Wingard parted the pack and blasted through a goal to send the Hawks in front before the young Jackson Pryor added another to his tally with a crazy acute kick from outside the field of play on 50. It took two blows of the whistle and just under two minutes for Mitch Lewis to cancel out Pryor's efforts and kick his third. <laughs> it was literally two free kicks in a row to, for Hawthorne to get the ball up. <laughs> um, it didn't go to a centre bounce oh, because uh, as Jai Newcomb was coming back from the Brisbane goal, mm-hmm. uh, someone copped him high. And so instead of bouncing it, they gave it to him in the centre. Nice. Yeah, it was odd, to say the least. (laughs) Um, Bruce showed his predatory instincts, and he swept up the ball inside 50 and knocked it through to give Hawthorne a nine-point lead. Zorko found himself in a bit of a dane as he went jogging for the ball for too long without bouncing, giving Hawthorne a free on 50, which Mitch Lewis converted and upped the lead to 16 points. Dane and Payne kicked another goal each for Brisbane, but it wasn't to be, as Hawthorne held on to win by five points and inflicts some pain on the Lions. Congratulations. Up the boys. You love to see it. <laughs> now, fun fact, uh, it was Tom Mitchell's first game back after he was off, I think, only the one game last week. Um, turns out he just needed a break um, because he got 36 disposals with an efficiency of 69%. Nice. nice. Um, goal for himself and five score involvements total. Not bad um, for the Hawks to give Brisbane their second loss of the season. Up the boys. And uh, there was never more than six points separating them at any of the breaks. It was a great game to watch. It was crazy. The score worm was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the final game of the week is Frio versus Collingwood at Obtuse Stadium. The Fremantle Dockers docks an enclosed area of water in a port for the loading, unloading, and repairing of ships. Spoilers. 
For the second week in a row, the team named after dock workers had failed to perform in wet conditions. <laughs> the first quarter set up what looked to be an interesting contest in the very slippery and wet conditions at Optus Stadium, with both teams kicking two goals and two behinds in the scrappy quarter. The second quarter, though, started with a goal that would have, wouldn't have looked out of place in the English Premier League, with a cross off the ground coming from Collingwood's Jamie, Andy Robertson, Elliott, meeting the boot of Brody, Bobby Firmino, Majacek in the goal square for a tap-in to get his second goal of the game. Nothing for my Liverpool references? <laughs> yeah, all right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. They're, they're just sad. Beat yourself up to those ones. <laughs> I did. I even <laughs> thought I thought about it so much. So the cross I came in <laughs> left of goal off a left boot. So obviously Andy Robertson. And it was a bit of a tap-in right in front. So Bobby Firmino. Yep. Come on. Absolutely. All like, right. uh, you know, dovetails perfectly into it. I can't believe it. You played to the wrong crowd. <laughs> it's just, it ah, is what it's it all is. good. Our North Macedonian fans will fucking love that one. <laughs> Shout out North Macedonian Liverpool fans. <laughs> well, they do have a. They had a good run in, in the Euros and that. Um, so, like in theory, they've got quite a few football fans in general, and it's the world game. They probably have a team in the EPL they like. Think of any top comedian in the world in hist- throughout history. They've they've been booed off stage at least once. Probably. Yeah. Are you saying Are you booing me? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> no, it was a good reference. All I right, just... no, I'm sad. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'll move on. I just didn't get it. Um oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all good. I'm not crying. Um <laughs> Back long, to the football. <laughs> as long as you're proud of it. It makes it worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we've got to move on now because I'm actually going to cry. Um, Will Hoskin Elliott put one through. Then Maya checked, copped the Falcon in the build-up before Ginevan <laughs> kicked his first from a free kick due to high contact. Frio only managed two behinds for the quarter. It was looking like Frio were going to have an eerily similar middle two quarters and remain goalless for most of the game until Will Brody kicked a major for Frio eight minutes into the third which was to be their only goal of the quarter. Medical sub for the Pies, Oliver Henry, came in for Mason Cox after he injured his finger and got to work in the forward 50, taking a mark in front and booting it through to extend the margin. Midway through the third, Jeremy had the crowd saying, how's that, as he took a massive screamer on the shoulder of Matt Tabernair to stop Frio from advancing further up the field. Both teams were goalless for the remainder of the quarter, literally half the quarter. Ooh. I'd love to know how's that. Was what I how <laughs> he puts in a mark of the year nomination every week. <laughs> Man's springy. He's got bounce. Yeah, <laughs> I mean his knee did end up awfully close to Matt Tabernay's head. That Ooh. happens. It happens. High contact. No. No. Concussion. No. It's all about Specky McGee and the Golden Boot. Whatever the fourth book was. Shout out to Specky McGee. Shout out to our North Macedonian Specky McGee fans. <laughs> did, did you guys both um, grow up in Queensland? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Was AFL big when you were coming up through? Uh, I mean, yes, but only because of the Brisbane Lions' success in hmm. the early 2000s, I would say. Uh, well, my dad liked AFL. So kids so, and my dad liked AFL. Yeah, but so, can't really talk to someone whose dad didn't like AFL. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, there was a bit of gay AFL going around. 
Oh, there was plenty of gay AFL going on. So around. much gay AFL. Which is people who aren't AFL fans calling it gay right. AFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For obvious reasons. Yeah. 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 What are the obvious reasons? Well, AFL is obviously much gayer than It was rugby. depicted as a more homosexual sport yep. than the one where you're... What, because the blokes more are more attractive? Yes, it, it's definitely more homosexual than the one where you're more Holy in contact shit. with players, right. i.e. scrums, tackles. Um, yep. Yeah, definitely more gay than that. Yeah. The weekly ball licking. It's because... <laughs> well, you know, when they all go in the locker rooms and... Yeah. That's it's, speculation. It's probably the short shorts. <laughs> Could be the shorts. Mm. Either either way, were um was AFL played when you were going through school? Did you I, ever play AFL? I played I played club for a bit. Hmm. Yeah. I did Oz kick while I was playing rugby. Oh yeah. As a junior. Yeah. Um and then obviously played AFL in high school. In the rugby off season, nice as you do in Queensland, you play yeah. AFL in summer. It's, ho- it's horrible. <laughs> the, the grass is crunchy. Yep. Um, it's fucking hot. It's hard. It's yeah. Hard the ground landings. is the ground is so hard. Uh, there's no upside here. No. No. Not no. at all. AFL was big in Victoria. Really, where, where I was growing up. Yep. Thanks, Sherlock. And. Uh, I remember many a lunchtime of the Specky. The, the Specky is arguably the coolest thing in AFL. Absolutely. Everyone wants to take a Specky. Yep. Um, a lot of 10-year-old kids can't take Speckies. Really? And, or don't know how to take Speckies. There were a lot of knees directly into the spine <laughs> going through primary school. Common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Very painful. Well, yeah, I feel like even though AFL copped a lot of the gay AFL talk, I feel like... If we weren't playing tag, there was a lot of ball uh, bombs up mm. situation. Mm. Yes, but seventy five percent of jarred thumbs in Australia <laughs> yeah. come from bombs up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm. But that being said, I participated in a lot of those bombs up markings up. Call it what you will. Um, with variation of balls rugby yeah. balls AFL balls yeah, it's, it just, it's just better with an AFL ball <laughs> realistically yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just a better ball to kick and a better ball to mark yeah that's true it is, Absolutely. it is slightly it's, bigger it's, yeah um, it's a better shape too yeah yeah um, but yeah sorry was that was that the point the the, I can't the spinal remember. the spinal injuries there wasn't anything else before I move on no I believe okay so. cool <laughs> sweet back to the novel back this is the shortest of the three games. We're into the last chapter. <laughs> it's a fucking paragraph, chill. <laughs> Return of the siren. <laughs> Michael Walters opened up the scoring in the fourth to keep Frio in the game before the Pies hit back with two goals from super sub Ollie Henry. John Noble will be feeling like a king after his impressive and desperate defensive efforts for the Pies, including a huge smother and then a diving intercept touch to deny Frio on back-to-back plays to keep Collingwood's lead. The Pies then went coast-to-coast to get the ball to Ginevan, who celebrated in front of the Frio supporters and then kicked the goal and then celebrated <laughs> some more after kicking it. He's confident. <laughs> he was so by himself, though, because he was the, the one-on-one and did the tactical push just just early enough out of the con- out of the contest. Yeah. 
Uh, it was too good. Um, he looked like he was having a day. <laughs> David Mundy kicked one for Frio before man of the hour, Ollie Henry, kicked his fourth for the game, and uh, which is a career high for the young man. Off the off the bench off, too was Medisob. Yeah. Didn't play the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out because I didn't watch the... Um, I skimmed the main game and I couldn't figure out when he actually came on. Uh, um, the the timeline the timeline didn't have it either. Oh really? Hmm, uh, but the, it, it, I think it's sometime in the second quarter for for anyone that is thinking man kicked a lot of goals for a limited time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'd be right. Crisp had been crisp all game with twenty seven disposals, and then he topped it off with a goal to make it a forty one point game. I think Ginevan's celebration antics got to Sam Switkowski, who put Jack into a chicken wing tackle with seven minutes remaining. <laughs> Sam is now on ban for two weeks after being sent to the gulag by the tribunal and will miss this week's game against the D's, which is a very difficult game for them to win anyway, um, and also next week's game against the Lions, which will also be a difficult game for them to win. So good job, Sam. He'll be at home... Uh Glad he's not part of those yeah, two Yeah, nibbling on Nobby's nuts instead of these <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Ooh. Andrew Bray sure did finish the scoring on the night, kicking Frio's sixth goal for the game. But the final <laughs> score was 80-44. to 44, With Collingwood kicking 12 goals eight and Fremantle kicking six goals eight. Congratulations, Frio. Beautiful. Too good in the rain, aren't you? Well done, boys. <laughs> No, but the legit they they are they are hilarious in the rain because they try and play their exact same game as if it was dry. Shockingly bad. Doesn't <laughs> no, work. Yeah, no adjustment. They're like like legit. They're trying to be all like like in the dry. They're great and they're technical and everything, but then they look like they do the exact same thing, but the ball drops short, and they don't know how to bend over and pick it up. <laughs> they just it's shocking. There. Yeah, actually, they're like oh contest. <laughs> Like your fat, unathletic mate just looking to the ball. <laughs> oh, you... it's just out of my reach, bro. No, yeah, no, no movement other than just what's in arm's reach. What? You yeah, should have well, kicked it better. They're really good with in arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> got, got that nailed down. Yeah. Um, all right. Round 11. On to tips. On to the tip. <laughs> You right. thought we you thought we actually weren't going to do the tips, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to speed run it. We're going to overanalyze and fuck up our tips again. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> except for the first game, which uh, is going to be Sydney. Uh, Sydney Swans versus Richmond at the SCG game of Martin Grook being played this week yeah. at the SCG. You're going to take Sydney over Richmond. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yep. Tom Hickey's out injury wise, so Ruckman down for Sydney. Uh, Sam Reid will come in and they'll just sort of pinch it in the ruck with uh, Peter Laddams probably. Um, but I'm going to pick Sydney either way. Bold. Well, the bookies have Sydney by almost a dollar. Dollar um, sixty, And line. they are at home. Sydney at home, yep. So. Minus ten and a half. Sydney. There yep. is uh, there, This week of tips is like looking at the usual NRL odds for tipping where you've got super strong favourites and you get absolutely no value if you multied all your tips together. That's what the NRL is usually like every week <laughs> and that's what the AFL is this week. Well, speaking of favourites, yes, $1.15 for the Lions to beat GWS. Yes, Lions. 
Even though they lost. They, uh... Lions at the Gabatoire. Clear conditions this weekend in Brisbane. No rain. Wait, actually? I believe so. Up the boys. I'm sick of the rain, hey. I'm all yeah. so over it. It's not I, fun to watch. Yeah, but I think we've got a, another week forecast of clear weather. So that's... Praise be unto nice. these. Dry things out a bit. <laughs> all right, no more rain dancers. All you dickheads that have been doing them rain dancers, you can fucking <laughs> we've stop. We've had enough. Yeah, please stop. Cut it out. You owe thousands of dollars to the Australian people. <laughs> <laughs> Millions, probably. Think of your actions next time. Oh, I know what you mean about how easy it is to tip this week. Um, Geelong, Adelaide. At the Cattery. At the Cattery, it's Geelong. It's Geelong. Yikes. Uh, D's versus Fremantle at the MCG. D's. Probably D's. Probably. Uh, <laughs> First v fourth, how about that? Yeah, surprising. <laughs> the two teams with West in their name. West Coast Eagles and the Western Bulldogs, not from Perth, at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Dollar eight on sports bet favourites <laughs> for the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm back in the Bulldogs. I'm back in the $8 underdogs. No, nah, not really. I'm back in <laughs> the Bulldogs. <laughs> Here we go. This is, a, this is the game of the game week. Game of the round. Absolutely. Sure. Um, Suns. Hawthorne Up in Darwin Cairns Oh no, no Not Cairns It's Darwin I'm so sorry <laughs> Slick conditions Oh uh, actually Yeah did you see Well it's always going to be Slick conditions up there It's a uh, What time is it Seven It's a nighttime game Up in the Northern Territory So it's going to be dewy Oh it's Oh stewy <laughs> <laughs> Um that's got to be the only thing giving the Suns the edge, I would imagine. The Suns do play well in slippery mm. conditions because they've but been training in it for fucking three months. Mm. <laughs> Hawthorne uh, play well on the ground around the pack. Yeah, this will be a well. really good so game. This, this, will, will, this might actually really be game of the round if it's not too wet. 7.40pm um, yeah. on Saturday. Lock myself inside to watch that one. Pretty much. Um you're probably going to pick the Hawks. Which yeah, is I'm fair going to pick enough. the Hawks. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Suns, which is fair enough. Absolutely. Um, I'm, back, I'm backing the Suns on this one. It's like Maddie. thirty cents difference, by the way. Twelve versus thirteenth. Uh, what's the line? Truly a battle. For the, the line top on eight. Ladbrokes is minus three and a half, so pretty close. Less than a goal. Well, um, well, if we back prior form, Hawthorne can indeed beat the Lions. The Gold Coast cannot. So pff, Hawthorne, easy, easy. The math boys. checks out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a fair comparison. <laughs> Hawthorne can't beat Sydney, but Gold Coast can. Oh shit! Ooh. It's even again, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I would be hammering that line at negative three and a half. It's it's decent. It's going to be close. All right, your tradesman. There's a bit of stuff there. <laughs> um, did you see the footage from the Hawks training? This morning or yesterday. It came out this morning. Nah, maybe didn't. yesterday. Nope. They had a big esky full of soapy water that they were dunking the balls in the train with That's to get ready. So for the, good. To get ready for the conditions. Who was um who was training as Ruckman? Because um I believe we don't have one unless um because I saw an interview earlier this week. Um Max Lynch. Is that who you talking uh, about? Well, Max Lynch has a concussion allegedly. Um and so won't be available to play. I think. In yeah. the interview with Sam Mitchell that I watched, that's what was said. Yep. Possibly uh, Matt Reeves is back, but uh, it was undecided um, based on his current condition. Yeah, I did see on that same footage thing, um, they did have someone going up against Frost 
uh, in training just to have a bit of a hit out and we'll sweat out a result yeah, on okay. his fitness test. Um, but at the moment in the matchup on the team list, it's Jared Witts versus Kajitsky. So yeah, okay. he's given away 13 centimeters and 15 kilos to Witts. So it could be interesting ruck matchup for the Hawks. They might yeah, be I don't with think, Frost a little bit there. I think without Lynch on the field, I don't think Hawthorne actually have a player over 200 centimeters. Yeah, I, from what Mitch Lewis would be close. No, he's 199. From what the um, video was saying, what the reporter was saying on the video was that yeah, they pretty much don't have a genuine ruckman if he's yeah. out. So could be is interesting. He the, is he on the bench? Are these official teams have been announced? Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shit balls, Batman. Mm-hmm. This is not ideal. So it'll be interesting. All right, next game. Moving on. Uh, St Kilda versus North Melbourne. Dollar eight favourites for St Kilda. <laughs> <on> Probably <laughs> St Kilda. I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to tip St Kilda as well. Yeah. Like let, let's let's be honest. Yeah, let's be real. Oh, this is another big game. This next one actually. Mm-hmm. At the MCG, Collingwood versus Carlton. Wait, 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 wait. Back no, to, no, we're not going back to North. Back to North. No, you've <laughs> talked enough about North already this week. I think they have a chance against St. Kilda. I think you're wrong. St. Kilda can stink it up. If if they play in the form... I'm conflicted as a fan because at this point, you want them, as painful as it would be, to just lose every game and just guarantee that number one pick. Or a top three pick. That would... You know, why not? Because... You can't make the top. It, you, you know, the season's done. Yeah. But obviously, as a fan, you never want to see your team lose. And yeah, I'm I'm genuinely hopeful. Like, Saints, I would put in the same sort of caliber as Carlton and uh, th- those teams that sort of fare around like the 12th to 8th spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, as Isaac alluded to, the Saints can stink it up. There's a lot of teams that are very technically sound and they know how to go up against your Essendon, North Melbournes, and they know how to lock it in and get it done. The Saints could come in overconfident. They could kick fucking 4-12. and 12. But... And if North play in the form that they've clearly shown they can sometimes play in, whether it be the three quarters against Brisbane <laughs> or it be the full game a few weeks ago uh, against the Swans, anything could happen. Max King's currently possessed, though, with the whole 666 thing. 66, also 1 and 8. No in between. Mm. He's had in between, just to clarify for the viewers at home, he's had in between this season. He um, probably has had games where yeah. he's kicked two or three goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he also had a game with four. He's in contention for uh, the medal, which I forgot the name of. Common medal. That's the one. He's in the race. The one where you kick the goals, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see your logic. Uh, w- will they win? No. no. Probably not. No. I think that's off the table. But, it's not a 0% chance. But if the line is offering 20 or more... Oh, it's going to be way more than that for $1.8. Yeah. yeah. You hammer that. Plus 46 and a half. Hammer that line. Take them for all they're worth. Let's have a look. So we've got uh, 47 point loss, uh, 69 point loss. Nice. Uh, just <laughs> under 78 point loss. Um, 
around 50 again uh, and 60. So maybe not plus 46 and a half. But St Kilda haven't really blown anyone out yet either. I would hammer 46 and a half. Do it <laughs> this is the game. Two beach houses. Blow someone out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. In that event, I will not be in the podcast next week as I will be hanging from the balustrade. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just do it in your own house. I'll right? be um I'll be doing chin ups, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to work myself up. Why you would know? you do that when well, you can come here? I have a perfectly good home gym in the garage oh, with a wow. real pull up bar. Don't be hanging wow. yourself off the balustrade. <laughs> All right. Mildly dangerous. Yeah. Not good for my house too, probably. You might rip off the bits of trim. Just use the bar. All right, on to a serious game that might actually be close. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Collingwood versus Carlton at the MCG. I'm sitting right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it's Carlton. They're in too Ooh. good a form. I'm hammering Carlton. I'm going to hit the line at negative nine and a half as well, probably. Hmm... I don't know. It's certainly tough. Uh, I think I have to tip Colton because I've already tipped one game different to what everyone else is going to tip this week. True. Um, so, first for safety, I'm going to have to tip tip the favourite, which is Colton, by 70 cents or so. I'm going to back the pies on this one. Hmm. I, think it, I think it could be close. I it think, could be close. I think it'll be a close one. Depends if Ollie Henry has his... Um, four and one game or his uh, one and seven game he had like the week before before mm. he got dropped to sub <laughs> how, how good at the G what do you reckon like 80,000 it's going to be big for Collingwood Carlton it's going yeah, to be large huge fan base it's going to be big at least 80,000 mm. I reckon because they're both I mean Carlton's playing well they'll yeah. have a good crowd Collingwood yeah. always has a good crowd doesn't always. matter when loyal the fan base membership numbers are probably up yeah absolutely I reckon at least 80,000 Weird time though. So, oh, actually, Sunday Arvo, so there'll be families there. So there will Three, be a lot of people. Three twenty wow. p.m. Yeah. is a pretty respectable a, time to go to be footy. A, yeah, big bloody big game. attendance. I hope it's a close one. Huge. Same. I think. Right. I think Daniel will be tipping Collingwood. Oh, absolutely. Um, be pretty <laughs> blasphemous if he doesn't. Yeah, with a close game, it would be. <laughs> and then, last of all, Port Adelaide versus Essendon in Adelaide. But. Unfortunately, how good if Essendon won that one though? How good? Uh no, I really need the tips to come <laughs> through. Yeah, I'd um, rather win the tip. Yeah. Oh, I just don't want Port to win. Yeah, I don't like Essendon anymore though because they beat um the boys. Oh no, I forgot to tip the NRL and it started two hours ago and it would have oh. been an easy tip with Melbourne too. Unlucky. Next week's butcher of the week. I do this every week. That's it's fair. shitless material. <laughs> Whoa, the odds are really close for all these games this week. In the NRL? Yeah, it's actually crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird, actually. We've done a swap <laughs> I might actually fall down. I'm going to fall to pieces on the NRL this week. Just you watch. Oh, no. I'm currently, currently second out of 10. Uh, so tune in next week when I am 8th. You can come join me down there as well. <laughs> That's where I am. Well, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sh- yeah you're nine. Yeah. Seven points the difference between you and me. I'm consistent. 
<laughs> in both comps, you yep. are very consistently second worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to elaborate on Maddie's point, uh, based on the table last year, the bottom team of the top eight had 11 wins. So it's still possible for North to make it into the finals. Granted, they would have to win most of the remaining games in the season. Most. Because <laughs> they've got one, but... It can't happen. It's unlikely. It just can't happen. You'd probably rather tank. Yeah. But what's weird is West Coast may also tank. Yeah. Who can tank the hardest? But they have some decent players still. So yep. if they tank and get like a decent pick yep. and still have decent players, they might just bounce back next season. Yeah. Whereas... North might get up into, you know, 13-14 next season. There, there was big news in the club fan base from the um, CEO, I guess. Uh, I can't remember her exact title. Um, but just about fans sort of gritting their teeth and sticking with the club mm. and moving forward, um, really investing some serious time and whatnot into a kicking coach and sort of getting those things that every other club has that North doesn't seem to have for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just lost, like, your two recruiters. Yeah. And something about Horn Francis um, possibly leaving, so... Yeah. yeah. He's not re-signed yet. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's the one, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully um, he doesn't or something. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Turns around. Yeah. Hopefully he does. And perhaps Pollock and Young die in a horrific car crash on the way to training. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Thoughts oh, and prayers. God. Still not as bad as his joke, which he did not read out. <laughs> um, that? Just to Leave that sure. one. It can be deleted forever. Oh, it will be. I'm not going to read it out. <laughs> um, it was horrendous. I just wanted to give some context for the viewers at home. Yeah. Um, All right. I've got... Uh, Another little bit to throw in here for the tips, right? So, one of the theories I have around gambling is the returning forward prominent goal kicker. Back from injury, you know, selection, whatever. So, what I'm hearing is this segment should be called Isaac Toots Own Horn. <laughs> or maybe next week I will. Okay. But this is Oh, you're not on... recapping. You're no, doing this, this week. No, this is tips. This is predictions I'm for so people. sorry. Please forgive me. So, throw these guys in your multis. Right, all of them. If you want, <laughs> if you're feeling bold, if you're feeling bold, there's not that many. I've just picked a couple that are pretty solid in front of goal, are taking up key positions, etc., mm. etc. Et who are returning. So from Sydney, we've got Sam Reed, fairly reliable for one a game over the past previous seasons on average. Um, he's coming in probably to do the ruck work anyway, but he'll drift forward. Probably get one. Uh, Daniel McStay, Joe Danher's still out. McStay's coming back in, plays key forward. Um, at West Coast, Josh Kennedy's coming back. Champion oh. goal kicker for them. Um, he'll skip his way in from almost as far as Ben Brown runs in from mm-hmm. uh, and probably kick two. Uh, Bulldogs have Cody Waitman, free kick merchant. <laughs> at least one goal from him. Uh, and... The big man, Tim English, who plays in the ruck and loves to roll forward. Mm. He'll be getting one. St Kilda, Dan Butler, goal sneak, small forward. He'll be on the board. 
North Melbourne. Jaden Stevenson, after being dropped, is hmm. back in the lineup. Hmm. Bit of redemption maybe for him. Maybe. Someone's got to kick him. Zerhar's not kicking any this week because he kicked three last week. <laughs> he <laughs> kicked three the week before too. <laughs> well, he's done then. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's done for the season. <laughs> oh, man. And then last but not least, Port Adelaide. Charlie Dixon's first game of the season. Mm. Loves the goal at home. Probably at least two from Easily. Charlie. Easily. So, throw them in your same games. Take them as you will. Take all of them. Take none of them. I don't care. Just throwing that out there. Theory for you. He's just trying to give you free money, essentially. So, do what you want. It's us versus the bookies. Remember that. (laughs) Officially changing our podcast name to us versus the bookies. (laughs) (laughs) I think Storm in the Beach encapsulates, encapsulates it well. We do have some pretty warm takes. Mm. Think of the bookies as the Turks and uh, we're being gunned down in the sand. You see, the Turks have learnt to have an understanding and an appreciation for the Australian New Zealand people because we were misdirected (laughs) into them and they were being misdirected by someone else. That's it. So Turkish people actually really love Australian people when Mm. you go there. That's quite great. And their bread is so good for a Sanger. (laughs) Their bread's pretty good. I love Turkish bread toasties. Especially Turkish bread garlic bread. Oh, yeah, that shit slaps so hard. Oh, my God. But essentially, what what you're saying is... the uh, Good bread. The cogs of the machine who power the bookie agencies are misled by uh, a gambling demon of sorts who's taking our money, and it's our job to fight back as the Anzacs and get that money back. Perhaps. Um, but I don't think the bookies have ever shown any remorse or have grown to love their, <laughs> yeah, that their was, punters. I, that was what I was picking up by your statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They would stab you to death for five bucks if they could. They <laughs> legally have to tweet out from their official accounts. No matter who you bet with, take a second. <laughs> 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 bet, with, bet with your head, not over it. <laughs> bet big and bet hard. <laughs> Although sports bet like to think they're the good guys when they're like, oh yeah, we paid out early on um, all these things. Um, yeah. <laughs> in reality, it was a fucking lock. It, it, that, Except for like one or two times. It's, it's, not a lock. It's, it's just future marketing, really. It's loss-leading marketing. It's, a it's a what <laughs> the early payouts are. Sports bet is the Walmart <laughs> of the betting <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> they actually don't give the best odds, so yeah, not not great. They have good marketing though. Mm. Oh, they have great little comedy series, specifically the one about the cricket team, the Grubs, whatever mm. it's called. And that's so funny. yeah, it's not bad. Oh, yep. It makes me laugh every time. It makes yeah. me angry that it's fueled by betting. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man whose only fun during the week is fueled by his betting. That's that's it. I <laughs> I've I can't get erect anymore unless <laughs> I'm betting <laughs> gambling has ruined my life I'm 27 years old if you stare long enough into the abyss the abyss <laughs> stares back at you <laughs> forever chasing losses goodness well, me moving on perhaps moving on to you gonna say something I was alright go on before we move 
The uh, new tab ads uh, that promote higher odds if you go down to the local, yeah, yeah, where there's and get pre- shit face. Presuma- <laughs> presumably, no windows and absolutely no sense of time or environment around you, and they're in the dodgiest of suburbs as well. Completely sinister. <laughs> Emerald Lakes Golf Hub has TAB. Because it has TAB, but it's not just a TAB shop front, is what I'm getting at. Most pubs have a TAB. Oh, section. is that what? No, no, it do, it does mean get yeah. down to your local pub. Okay. But TAB shop fronts exclusively are always in the dodgiest yeah. areas. Yeah. For, from a gamble, I've ever seen one. Southport, for example. Oh, right well, that lines fair. up. Yeah, they're, they're not huge in Australia, funnily enough. No, not the individual bookie mm. shop front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not like, like can, the UK. No, like we can gamble on our phones. Yeah, yeah. this is true. But yes, the UK, there's one on every block. There's probably two on every block, yeah. to be fair. Like betting shop fronts where you can't do anything but bet in there. <laughs> but not even drink. Well, you can't... Yeah, there's no like bar in there yeah. to buy stuff at. It's literally just a gambling cave with maybe a vending machine. It's like an awkward waiting room at the uh, hairdresser with, mm. with couches that aren't really comfortable but not uncomfortable. And you, you just sit there and, and bet... It's a place for degenerates wow. to gather That's in the middle of the day. It must be... Aw- it's awfully similar to a hairdresser. And bet on country racing. Because in a hairdresser, you're sitting there thinking, fuck, how am I going to tell this person how to cut my hair? <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting there at the TAB, I suppose you're sitting there thinking, fuck, how am I going to make back my 50 bucks? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Conundrums right. galore. <laughs> That's it. Spot on. Yeah. All right. Let's breeze through the NBA. So we've got the Mavericks Breeze avoiding the sweep in the West Conference Finals. Yeah, good on them. Well done, boys. Nah, fuck them. Nah. Golden State Warriors currently leading the series 3-1 Yep. after up 3-0. Looking to close it out at home yeah. in so tomorrow's game. In the last 128 times, a, uh, a team has gone 3-0 up in the um, in the playoffs. Yes. That team has won. Yes, yep. that's correct. And Sounds I think right. that is... Every single time a team has gone through that's correct. From memory a, a, a as well. team has never come back from zero and three in a, yep. in a playoff series. Not Maybe. once. Not once. You're joking. Please don't be the first time. <laughs> Cross your fingers. Nah, I can't see it happening. Unfortunately, thank L- God. Luca has the whole city of Dallas on his back. Yeah, but I don't see it happening. Well, did you watch the last game? No. Yes. So the city of Dallas is crumbling. <laughs> There was a leak. <laughs> this is true. There was a rain delay in an NBA game in an indoor arena. The funniest part was they kept cutting back to Mark Cuban and he's sitting there like, mm. fuck. Mm, spent all this money. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking leaking. <laughs> After his huge crypto bust too. Oh, Got double hammered on that. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was a, a massive amount of leaks in their stadium and they sent fun. like... Amount and of leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, heaps of. <laughs> no. It was like leaking down the players' tunnel. It was leaking from the roof. <laughs> the roof one was funny because it was making a puddle right next to the baseline, and then it didn't look like they were using towels. They looked like they were using like the t-shirt gun shirts or something <laughs> to fucking mop it up. It looked like they were legit just laying down t-shirts to mop up the things. I was like, this is so great. The Shit. other great bit was when they sent. Uh, you know, some maintenance guy up the catwalk to the roof to stop yeah. the leak <laughs> with a towel. Yeah. That was it. He had a towel with him. Like he didn't have a bucket. He didn't have a bucket and then they could swap out the bucket with another guy and him just be up there the whole time. He had a towel that he was just dabbing the roof with. 
Like and give, he give the man some the duct tape or something. And started dabbing inside the yeah. roof too. I'm like what the fuck are you doing? Dude? Yeah, that's that's not good. But, but how yeah, good? They eventually did send in backup. Yep. <laughs> they sent in more strapped in guys with harnesses and stuff. Yep. Exactly. Um, to be fair, for a bunch of blokes, that's put on three piece harnesses and strap into the high ropes course. They got up there pretty quickly. They did. They did. Um, <laughs> The real heroes um, of that game. So they got the game underway. Uh, Warriors almost came back, but couldn't quite finish the comeback. I reckon they would have come back if it wasn't for that rain delay. <laughs> Maybe. It made the half-time break like 45 minutes. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there. That's pretty like, average. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I was looking. I was like, huh, why hasn't this restarted yet? And then I checked, checked <laughs> the coverage and the commentators like fumbling their words trying to fill in the space. And there's old mate up on, up on the catwalk with... And towel, a single <laughs> towel. Uh, honestly, long enough break for players to get cold. Yeah, as probably. Well. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see anyone warming up on one of the ends either. No. So, um, yep. a bit, bit rude. Mm. Yeah, a bit rough. Um, mm. all right. When your team tries to shoot from outside all the time as well. <laughs> so, anyway, that's what it is. Back to the Chase Center and the Warriors looking to close it out. Yep. Uh, Celtics won game five today yep. versus the Heat. Yep. Uh, in Miami, huge win. Yep. Leading the series 3-2, looking to close it out back in Boston. 82% of teams win from mm. this point, yep. which Keelan might have touched on. No, I didn't. Not at all. Didn't touch on that at mm. all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, Going to be very Thanks tough. for giving me more credit than what was due. <laughs> I appreciate Excellent. it. So, my Celtics futures are looking decent at this yeah. point. Oh, I forgot about that. Getting nice. There. Getting there. So we got uh, five fifty to win the conference. So one game away, and uh, twelve dollars to win the chip. Not bad. So not bad. Decent. All right. I had a stat earlier, but I can't find it. Should have written it down. Oh, I thought I saved it. I've got a folder on Facebook called Podcasts, and I save all the cool stats I see on Facebook on there. And um, man's not there. Got it down. Damn Zuck. He yeah, it oh, right away surely, from surely he's zucked it out of my hands. Um, look, I'll next keep, one, I'll keep next, looking. I might chime in. Who knows? Fair enough. Next week on Zuck's podcast, <laughs> <laughs> the Zuckcast, Zuck in the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll stick in the US with the NHL with Maddie and I being big fans of it. Huge uh, into the second round. So as I alluded to. In uh, Butcher of the Week segment, Florida Panthers got swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay are well on their way to back-to-back-to-back Stanley Cups. They're looking pretty good. It's looking it. Uh, Florida played like dog shit this whole playoffs, basically. (laughs) They needed all seven games to get past the Washington Capitals. And then in the first round. And then they only scored three goals in their four games that they got swept by... Tampa Bay, Far their out. power play was garbage. I think they went like one from 30 in their power play in the whole playoffs. So, Oof. this is the team that topped the regular season, averaged four goals per game in the regular <laughs> season and scored three in four games in the second round. So, the trend continues of the President's Trophy winners, mm. who is the top team at the regu- end of the regular season. Not winning the Stanley Stanley Cup. Only eight out of the previous 35 President's Trophy winners have gone on to win the Cup itself. What a curse. Yeah. 
Yeah. How weird. Trophy curse. No. But not not as surprising. Not that surprising. It's not because there's heaps of upsets mm. all the time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Like to just to get there is an accomplishment. Mm. Yep. And then it's a whole different ball game. Absolutely. Yep. My uh future on Florida Panthers down the toilet. Ah. Unlucky. Pretty swiftly. My face like a kid in a candy store when I saw the Rangers somehow beat the Canes four mm. nil. Mm-hmm. I, I um you know, it's still a heavily contested series and I think one would imagine the Canes will pull away. Mm-hmm. But yeah. wow, to to take even just one game four nil, really Huge. proud of the, up the boys, full credit to the boys. That's it. I was just about <sighs> to touch on that. That series tied two two now. Uh heading back to Carolina for game five. Gonna be tough. Hurricanes have not won a road game so far this playoffs. No kidding. Uh, all of them against Boston in the first round, they were blown out like 4-1, 5-1, 5-2, something like that. Uh, but luckily for the Hurricanes, they have home ice advantage. Yep. So if it comes to game seven, they'll be at home again yep. where they play very well. Yep. One of the smaller arenas in the in the competition, so one of the loudest ones as well. Pretty wild. They've been an exciting team to watch this season. They so, have been. They yeah. have been. And they still don't even have their number one yeah. goalie back. Yeah. Which would be crazy if they get him back. Um, and they, if they get through, they might just need him back to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Whose yeah. goalie has been incredible. I think of the past uh, game six... Sorry. Of the past elimination games, the past six elimination games at Tampa Bay's face so you know to get to the next round or to get on to the next round whatever I think he's only allowed two goals in like the last six closing games Bruh. unreal goalie not bad yeah pretty not decent bad. Uh, and then Edmonton leads their series 3-1 over Calgary yeah which is huge uh, Connor McJesus playing his balls off <laughs> he's got 19 points so far, so 19 goals or assists so far in this playoffs, and he's only in the second round. It's so. How many games has he played? Uh, eleven now. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. It's uh interesting to think how Edmonton will fare after this. If they get to Colorado, that matchup would be huge. Not that Colorado hasn't gotten through yet. I'll touch on that next. Yeah, yeah, but. If they played Colorado, you'd have probably the best two players in the competition yep. single-handedly at the moment in Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche, who's yep. a defenseman, matching up, who had uh, a McJesus-like goal where he just went the whole length of the ice and weaved through everyone yep. uh, late in today's game against St. Louis. Um, so that would be massive but they both play very similar like they're both really offensive teams yeah with high scoring Colorado's defense is probably better but their goal is probably worse mm. whereas Mike Smith for the Oilers is like a veteran 40 years old obviously yep. a veteran but yeah it was actually be, 40 yeah yeah what an effort um but yeah it's probably going to be like four five yeah you would imagine yeah sort of thing every game per, per team yeah every game yeah. which would be massive yeah that would be a cool matchup to see. But 
my Calgary Flames future is on the line. So if they could, you know, <laughs> if they could get back in Calgary Flames future, me stay. Burnt me so many times this season. <laughs> What's one more? <laughs> and then we've got the St. Louis Blues that had a massive comeback win today. Wow! Over the Avalanche in Colorado. <laughs> so that series is now three-two. Going back to St. Louis for Game Six. Hopefully, they can force a Game Seven. That'd be nice. It would be Blues cool. future. I, I would love St. Louis to win, mm-hmm. but yeah, again, going back. Yeah, um, since they won it for the first time in 2019, uh, Blues came back from three nil down in the game today. Uh, it was three one at the end of the second period, and then uh, got to three three. Avalanche went up through Nathan McKinnon with. Two minutes 45 left to go in the game. Blues tied it up with 50 seconds, 56 seconds left to go in the game with an empty net, obviously. Just trying to throw as many boys at it as possible. And then ended up winning it in overtime away from home. So, pretty wild. That's um, very, very rude. Yeah. But <laughs> I would love the Blues to get up. It would be so cool. Futures. Yeah. That would be huge. But then they've got to... Although... They do match up pretty well because they're a very like hard hitting defensive team mm. against these offensive teams. So, um, yeah, would be good if any futures come off. That one would be the biggest. That would be massive. Like thirteen dollars to win the conference, twenty six dollars to win the cup. That would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> would love that. Uh, that's NHL talk. I found my, I found my stat for Ooh. the heat. Ooh. Okay, go on. Um, it wasn't on the first place I looked. It wasn't on the NBA page. Ooh. It was on the NBA on ESPN Facebook page. Of course. Um, yeah. So the Heat field goal percentage was 31.9%. Mm-hmm. Three-point percentage was 15.6. And Kyle Larry and Max Struss... Struss? Struss? Struss. Struss. Uh, went combined 0-15. Yeah. Um, which, according to Elias Sports, um, that's the worst zero for for a starting backcourt in a playoff game since starters were officially tracked in 1970 to 1971 season. That's pretty rough, and it must be close. Who? There was a Mavs player, I'm trying to remember his name. Not this game just happened, not the previous game. The one before that went... 0 for 10 shooting by himself in the game. Oh, no. Oh, so this this stat is for the for the whole uh, uh, combined backcourt. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He might have been saved off the list by, by yeah, a by, singular field goal made yeah, by fr- From his teammate, player. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, absolutely atrocious GL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle Lowry put up like Tony Snell numbers today. It was like zero one and zero five fouls off like twenty minutes. Jeez, <laughs> he's just running around out there. Damn. Um. Now football. Football. Foot- football. In it. That's yeah. how we should intro it, just so everyone knows what we're talking about. Mm. <laughs> um. So we'll touch on what just happened, which is Roma won the Europa Conference League. Uh, first time that league has run. It is the third string of European competition. Excellent. So it's not that cool, but it's also like... <laughs> it's still a trophy. There were still some good teams in it. Um, it's Roma's first big European trophy um, in their history. 
and uh, now Jose Mourinho has won all three European oh, competitions. This guy. Um, yeah, so just came in for the first year of it, knocked it out. Now he's ticked all the boxes and he can fuck off again probably. <laughs> <Who knows>? um, <laughs> what a guy. He is one of the funniest men in football. Um, that's all I've got to say about him. He's great. Um, but this weekend, Sunday, 5 a.m. Sunday, 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 <laughs> Champions League final, <laughs> which is uh, how I assume ESPN is. Oh, no, it won't be Sunday for them, will it? Saturday. I don't know how time zones work. Probably like weird afternoon, late night. Oh, that'd be so oh. sick for the, for a Champions League final, to be yeah. honest. It's Saturday, Arvo. It's going to be like 7 p.m. in England. Oh. I believe they're about ten hours behind. So on the home front, how? So what's that in um, America then? Mm, great question. Nah, it doesn't matter. Oh, seven in England. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Fucking, they're not really <laughs> watching the game realistically, are they? Is Mister Keelan watching it in the comfort of his own home? Uh yeah, probably. Um, or full sending it to some sort of a club sports bar, which surely will be packed with Liverpool fans. Uh, look, last Champions League final we were in, I went to the casino, but that was played in... Oh, shit. I can't remember where it was, but it made it um, a very rude time. Um, and so I couldn't really watch it at home because I couldn't really be loud... Um, so I went to the casino. 5am is like, you know, that's not a horrible time to get up. It's not. I'm going to watch it at home, especially because also since that other Champions League final, um, we now have a pretty solid TV. Mm. Um, and so, you know, get the boys around, crack out some snacks. It's kind of rude not to. Uh, at about 3pm Eastern time in the US. Oh, weird yeah okay so afternoon for them that'd be awfully del- that'd be delightful to mm. watch football at three in the afternoon <laughs> um but yeah maybe i don't know there's kind of a couple of storylines going with this game mostly the one i care about the most is i want salah to score because last time we played real madrid in the final he got injured by sergio ramos mm. um Obviously, Sergio Ramos doesn't play for Real anymore, but like you know, yep. that's the shit. Um, and I don't want Benzema scoring anything because he scares me. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scary man. He's so good. He's the. Have I talked about his hand? No. So you know why he wears the bandage? No. No. <laughs> okay, so he broke his finger. Right. Right. Do you know um, how? I think he was playing footy. Oh, shit. Football. Yeah, so he broke his finger or something. Handball. <laughs> hand of God, if you will. Uh, <laughs> what a handball. No, nah, I don't... I can't... It, it must have been... It must have been football. Um, but yeah, so he broke it. Um, and then they had a busy busy season. Um, and they needed him to play on. So he's just like, yeah, no worries. I'll bandage it for the rest of the season or whatever. To He doesn't use his hand. It's yeah, fine. it makes sense. <laughs> um, just fucking deal with it. clearly didn't affect him. The man's been getting better since... <laughs> <laughs> but now since it's healed funny he has like a bone spur kind of situation Ooh. Um, so he wears the bandage 
uh, speculation that it's also just like you know um, uh, superstition that yes. he still wears it, but also I mean it covers up how kind of you know gross and chuddy outy his bone spur yeah. is yeah, on his yeah, finger. Yeah. Um, but it would take him out of the game for quite a few weeks if he got it um, mm. surgically altered. So yeah. and with international football. Um, in between La Liga seasons, he doesn't have the fucking time. Yeah, he's too good he's, to be getting surgery on his finger. So he keeps bandaging his hand every single game. So, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, commitment. I like it. And then he comes out and gets a 98 rated team of the season on FIFA, <laughs> and I really fucking want it. <laughs> Man's got pace, dude. He's a great player, though. Hey, like oh, he's so no good. controversy even that I'm aware of. No. Mm. Just a good dude that really loves the game. And he's... Has done great things for footy. Stuck around with Real for... Yeah. Ever. Like, yeah, I don't know when he joined, but, like, he was playing there when Ronaldo was playing there. When he's getting, like, hat-tricks this season, like, earlier this year, I'm like, what year are we in? Mm. Yeah, like, actually. (laughs) He's a fine wine. Yeah. He's so good. Um, Especially now that Vinny is actually... um, playing well on that left wing and Rodrigo is kind of getting a bit better like he has good delivery up front too mm. for him mm. so it's Rodrigo was signed at 18 right was he I believe so I don't think he's that much older than 18 still I think he's mm. probably early 20s or something by now right because like yeah. Vinny was also quite I think he's he might have been academy yeah. actually but yeah like, like good for him like he's clearly it seems like he's finally maturing into the role because when Ronaldo was there and Gareth Bale, he he was young. He was mm. very young. Yeah, surely he would have been youth. Mm. Yeah, because he's not that old. Um, but yeah, it'll be a great game, hopefully, you'd think. Yeah. Hopefully I'm, Liverpool I'm, wins. I'm keen. Mm. I'm keen now. Hopefully Liverpool wins for your future and for my fanness. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. A lot riding on it. Mm-hmm. So I've been collecting Liverpool shirts this season. Well, I try to collect a shirt for every trophy they won. And I missed the FA Cup one because right. I was just too slow and they kept it up for like fucking what felt like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got my Carabao Cup um, Kelleher shirt because he performed quite well um, in that game being such a young bloke. You know there's a Portuguese vendor with 40 of those shirts just flogging them at flea markets right now? Well, I didn't bother looking... Um, but I probably should actually. I mean, all, all the difference is is it says FA Cup winner in the middle of the shirt, and besides that, it's a regular Liverpool shirt. I need it. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you joke, but I fucking do. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, I've got the funds as, uh, assigned, ready to go, just in case we win. Just in case, pff, when we win the Champions <laughs> League final on Sunday morning, thank you. Um, I will be ordering that shirt at approximately 8 a.m. Uh, actually, not 8 a.m. The website will be down because it was when I went to look at the FA Cup one straight away and it put me in a queue at like place 100 when I clicked on the merch immediately after the FA Cup. We'll have all the boys going for it. All right, boys, get out of the iPads. <laughs> First one to get in. Um, and then the real tough question is, um, who do I get on the back of that? Um so one of the boys better have a standout game just so I can really lock in who I'm getting on the back of that shirt. Yeah. And it better not be someone I've already got a oh, shirt of. Yeah, ideally. I feel that. 
So, I'd like a Jota shirt. He's pretty handy for a uh, game played with your feet, ironically. (laughs) He's good with his head too for a game played with your feet. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's flip a coin. That was a shocker for soccer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Jesus. We'll be here uh, every week. (laughs) So it's... Oh, shit. Google started flipping a coin straight away. We don't want that. We want flipsimu.com. Excellent. Sponsored by... (laughs) All right, boys. (laughs) Um, Was it me last week? Yep. So we must restart then. So it's back to Isaac, I think, right? No. Is it you? Yes. Did you do the first one? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Can't believe we let you go first. I'm three from three, so I'm feeling a lot of pressure now. I think we actually do need to write these down in a spreadsheet. Yes. Um, I say that every week. I don't fucking do it. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I'm the one that edits these, and I don't write it down when I edit the episode. I've, so. picked, I've picked heads every time, three from three, but the boys have picked tails. <laughs> and tails never fails. The previous Correct. two weeks... Both correct. But as we know, prior performance <laughs> does not dictate future performance. But it may. Heads may be due in that case. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the stats. Um, I'm not going to give anything away yet, but this is a real. Uh, the stats are quite interesting this week. Walking up to the roulette table and just slamming 50 bucks on red or black. He's in a mental pretzel here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no double zero though. This podcast has been going for no zero approximately even. six days. Oh, I see. All right, all right. I've gone the queue. I've um, the man behind the curtain uh, during those Emmys or whatever is is standing there and he's not happy with me, and I'm still carrying on. The music's playing. He's still <laughs> he's still thanking his mum. <laughs> Fuck. Heads. Heads. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Flipping now. That's a confident call. I like it. Oh, it's fucking heads, dude. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Four from four. Oh. Let's go. Um, you wouldn't believe it. Heads was due. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, figuring out the decimals. 12,785,106 to uh, 15,524,018. Um, heads behind by almost 5%. Wow. What is Crazy. going on? But coin flips on this iPad was exactly 50-50 before we went on. Mm. That being said, some of our flips were on my laptop. But yep. <laughs> it's now 5-4 in the favor of heads. Interesting. Um, from nine flips, obviously, because math, we can't we can't end up with a third option there. It, <laughs> I'm so sorry for being dumb. Very true. Um, <laughs> well, let's see if... There's going to be, you know, uh, 3 million plus heads come up in the next week. So then towels may be due <laughs> based on those statistics. But we'll see. All right. uh, you may get what you wish for. It is unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> We've big, seen big swings swing. before. Ooh. But <laughs> we have. Never swings that big. I might even start putting these actual numbers, the, the the global statistics, into a spreadsheet just to see how many coin flips we're getting on this website per week. Mm. Um, mm. Not a bad idea. And that's really what people will tune in for, um, <laughs> realistically here. Um, All right. Excellent. But yeah, I think we're done. Yep. Probably realistically here. See you next week. 
It's going off. <laughs> <laughs> All right.